0: Welcome back to Classroom Brew in the first episode of 2021 and for this episode as promised we have a very special I should say I, we have special guests actually in this case uh, so joining us we have Lish, Sabrina, James, Leo, Cindy, and Melinda our current Patreon members uh, to join us in so I guess they're they are all practicing perfect teacher etiquette student etiquette they're all on mute right now because they're used to Zoom or to Google Classroom Uh, We can get like a nice little resounding hi from everybody just to make sure we're all here.
1: Hello. Hello. (laughs) Hello.
0: So I guess to to start us off, uh, let me me preface this by saying I am by no means uh, a roundtable expert. I've been a member of one, but I've never led one. Uh, So I'm going to do my best. Uh, It might sound a lot like me saying, all right, we're just going to go around and say our things, but uh, hopefully it'll be just normal conversational uh, like a normal episode would be. And I think for the most part, I've had about half of you guys on an actual episode. So I'm going to have to circle back with some of you to get a a solo episode at some point. But um, so I guess to start, we'll go we'll go around and just kind of get your current situation uh, going into 2021. So me personally, uh, right now, our district is not slated to have high school teachers join in person. Like there is no date set in stone right now. Uh, but they are gonna slowly throughout January and February start to bring back our cluster kids, our elementary kids, and then middle school kids. So that's where we're at currently. Um, But I guess we can go, we'll go Lish to start this one out.
1: Um, Well, we had a nice meeting the Friday before break. That's how they sent us off about um, going back. So all staff have to report back January 25th. And then we get that Monday, Tuesday, to teach from our classrooms and then we get wednesday thursday friday to set up our classrooms for full back face-to-face and we haven't been face-to-face at all this year or well we did the stupid tutoring thing for two days and then we all got shut down nobody could go into the buildings
0: (laughs) sounds like it lasted Um, pretty long yeah great it's disconcerting so that's (laughs) pretty pretty soon then basically right and you have a small uh classroom setup too right even in the new building You've moved like 18 classrooms, so it's hard to keep track.
1: I know I was thinking about that to me. It's like, well, this year has actually been quite nice compared to last year.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Kindergarten, first, and second grade go back February first. The governor said we can't all go back at the same time. So they'll go back for two weeks. And then if that goes well, third and fourth will go back. Okay. On the 15th.
0: Yikes, it's coming up, coming up really fast. Uh, Sabrina, how about you? What's what's your current uh, 2021 outlook looking like?
2: 100% face-to-face. We have been all year. Um, We have, we were told in the summer that there would be students that would be 100% remote and we would dedicate teachers to those students. Um, But when push came to shove, they said there weren't enough students for us to dedicate teachers just to those face-to-face so um we're doing so i have my normal in-person kids um, i teach high school french and so e- they couldn't really i'm the only one in the district so it's not even like they could get another french teacher for those few um, i only have five that are 100 percent remote and then of course we have our um, quarantine kids kind of on whatever cycle um, our meeting as well the friday before break was about you know hey relax have fun but um don't get sick because we need teachers to be here because you know, kids can be in quarantine, but teachers can't. We had, I think two teachers in our high school that were in quarantine. Um, and then another one was out with some family issues. We've had two teachers quit since school has started. The one is I think an 18 or 19 year teacher. She was just like, this is done. Um, another one, she's only been there, I say only maybe six or seven years. Um, but they were just like, we can't take another teacher being out. Like at this point, we're sending too many kids to study hall and to um, the library. So it's basically like if you're the next teacher, you will be the reason that we all go remote.
0: No pressure. I,
2: I don't want to go get COVID now. Just so <laughs> I could be that teacher. Um, but then our governor just also changed quarantine rules. Um. I probably shouldn't say who my dad works for, but he works in the government. So I knew this was coming. But um, yeah, so like if a student tests positive in my class, um, they don't, like I wouldn't have to quarantine and other kids in the class wouldn't have to quarantine unless they're within six feet and not wearing their mask properly for more than a certain amount of time.
0: Okay. Like but that primary if was...
2: I'm around the room. And, you know, you're in there and you have COVID and you cough beside me. As long as I don't spend this amount of time within six feet of you, I keep working and I self-monitor for symptoms. So that's what we're going back to is schools are the safest place to be. In-person school is working and go us.
0: (laughs) That's like when they're like, yeah, they're showing there's so many studies out there showing that schools don't contract. It's only large crowds as if the coronavirus is going to know the difference between the two right oh god right. it's disconcerting yeah, yeah. oh wow so how do we feel about <laughs> the 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 pressure for for you alone like are you uh are people like kind of keep an eye like hey how you feeling sabrina you feel like going to work today or, or is it people are kind of just kind of staying away or
2: we have a little bit of both um we have some teachers like we have a teacher that's an anti-masker and her, she has somebody in her family that's a doctor. So he wrote her an excuse. So she doesn't wear anything, no mask, no face shield, nothing. Um, we have a lot of teachers that are the under the nose or even like under the chin. Mm. Um, and so those people like still will go and have lunch in the teacher's lounge together and like sit like they're, you know, getting ready to cuddle or something, which you know, whatever, to each their own nor in a normal year. Okay. Um, but then you've got the rest of us that are like teaching in full PPE and somebody walks in and I mean, I've told other teachers, you know, yeah, you're welcome in my room, but you need a mask or I need you to pull that up over your nose. Like you just, I feel like I'm just bossy all the time, but whatever, you know, like I don't feel like getting sick. Right. But, um, and then we've got others that are just so stressed out that are like, Hey, do you have anything in your top drawer? Like, I actually don't care what it is. I just need something right <laughs>
0: That's my kind of teacher right there.
2: Yeah, yeah. And,
0: and do you have something in that top drawer ready to go? You don't have to say that one. You don't have to answer that one.
2: <laughs> not this year. Not yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've noticed that it's spilling over. I don't know about for you guys, but I was at the gym and it, for that it's, it's full mask. It's you wipe before and after and stuff like that. And most people are pretty good about it. And there was a guy on a treadmill and I was leaving, like I was walking out, I was done for the day and he's arguing with the staff member because he had his mask like below his mouth, not quite below his chin, but not covered at all. And they're like, sir, can you please put it on? Also, you're on a treadmill that's out of bounds because you have to do it every other. And he's fighting with them. And I just gave like a brushing, like like I did one of those and he noticed it and he called me out. He goes, what, do you want to talk about it? And I was like, okay, so we're going to do this now, I guess. (laughs) Like I already felt like I was policing as if I were a teacher. And it's like, I can't wait to do this in my classroom now. Uh, and then of course I got more heated than a teacher would, but cause he, he like stepped off the treadmill toward me and I was like, oh, we're going to do this now. <laughs> and he was like yelling at me. And my final quip, I was very proud of this. I yelled, oh, what? You're too weak to yell through the mask, you a little bitch. <laughs> I got really pissed at this guy. It was, it, it really spilled over. So maybe a little bit of spillover from uh, professionalism to, to personal. <laughs> uh, James, how about you? What's, what's your current uh, situation for uh 2021 and actually James I can see he's got a a blue yeti mic he is professionally prepared for this episode <laughs>
3: um well we're going to be hybrid for the foreseeable future um i'm in texas the the great state of texas in harris county houston and uh it's it's really bad here like we're we're talking like 20,000 cases a day just in texas and um You know, our governor says, if you don't meet in person, then you don't get school funds. So all the districts are just trying to, you know, make do. So, you know, most of our kids do. I teach high school, um, high school history. So most of our kids do stay home and they just attend. We do Microsoft Teams. So they do Teams meetings. Um, I might have two to three kids per class show up in person. So it's not too bad now, but I'm just... I'm very, very anxious for, you know, parents getting sick and tired of their kids being at home and sending them back um, at the end of 2020. So I actually had surgery um, just before Thanksgiving and I was out until, you know, I haven't been back to school since. Um, I've just been remote teaching and um, coverage going well, but you know, I, I'm going to be vulnerable when I go back. and. Um, You know, I've been getting calls from my school every single day. Like, we have a presumed positive case. I think I get one of those at least every single day. And, you know, we have those anti maskers at school too. You'll have a few that, you know, they'll post their Facebook things with them out and about, not wearing a mask, you know, Mm -hmm. hugging on people. And I'm like, that's fine, but like, please don't come near my classroom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, um, I teach at a school about. I'll say about 1200 kids in high school, and mm. typically we have more teachers on campus than kids. So, you know, at least most of them are working and not attending our Zoom or uh, Microsoft Teams meetings, but you know, at least they get called up when they can't.
0: Sure, so. absolutely. I heard a kid in the background, uh, they had their phone in their pocket, and I heard him asking for someone's <laughs> order when it was during one of my <laughs> classes. But uh, I mean, it, if you were to, from the outside looking in, people would be like, oh, well, like. He's only teaching three kids a day. He's where he's got a real easy job now. <laughs> you know, they're they're saying if we're not in person, we're not reporting to do our job. But
3: um, yeah, calling call twenty five parents per class for uh, kids that just don't show up.
0: Yes, yeah. more your, of
3: a receptionist now than a teacher.
0: That's <laughs> what it feels like, honestly. And we've got some yeah. like student aides that will kind of help with that sometimes. But sometimes they're asleep <laughs> on the Google Meet calls, and they leave their webcam on. <laughs> so that's a really <laughs> big red flag. Do you get enough like admin support, knowing that? Uh, I mean, if you're post-op, that's gotta be high risk, right? Are they pretty supportive with that or?
3: Oh yeah, uh, so we are blessed to have a, a campus nurse and she has just been phenomenal. You know, any case of symptoms that you have, she's like, no, you're not coming, stay at home. If you can work from home, you don't even have to use like any, you know, COVID leave as long as you're teaching from home. So that's been very beneficial. Um, the admin, you know, they're like, are you out? Yeah, you got stuff covered? Yeah. and they just leave you alone uh i feel like they i've been doing this is my 14th year to teach so they kind of know what to expect from me but uh they know the teachers that you know they handle their business and you handle your business they just trust you and that's a hard thing to find these days
0: yeah yeah it's encouraging though absolutely
3: yeah very
0: pretty cool pretty cool uh leo how about you what's your current or your your future 2021 looking like for teaching
4: So um, we've been in person here in Wisconsin in the district I'm in starting out the school year. But then of course, um, as you probably heard in the news, we were like the center of the spread in the country and the cases. And um, so we ended up going um, first hybrid and then in, in November closing for a few weeks and being completely virtual and then slowly working back to have the kids back. So it's been like a a mix of things. But um, in my school, people, teachers and students have gotten very sick, including my aide. I'm a special ed teacher. Got very, very sick. She was out for three weeks. And all of the the two other people in my special ed department ended up getting sick also. So there was a three-week period in October where I was the only special ed teacher in the school and had no plan and, of course, no sub. And I have... We have a virtual school in the district we have 650 kids in a virtual school that they made available as a choice to parents to be whether you know make a choice whether you want to be in person or virtual so if you're anti-masker you go to the virtual school they don't have to deal with you at the school so we don't have that issue actually i want to bring that up Mm -hmm. but um we we've had so many different situations and with people getting sick and me being by myself, that there was a period there that I got very stressed out. And I had there really was not a plan for uh, for supporting me because I, in addition to having the in-person students, I have virtual kids, specialized kids who are in the virtual school. But another thing that happens to all of us is that students get quarantined, and I still have to provide them. You know um their iep services while they're at home so i have virtual school kids quarantine school kids and kids in person and it's just been very stressful yeah but we we do see our numbers going down in wisconsin but i mean it's not really it's still high we're not at critically high anymore um and then you know there's talk about teachers getting vaccinated and it, it looks like things are gonna get better mm-hmm. It, we've come from I mean where I am the surgeon general came to the town that my district is in twice it was that bad and it's been really bad up here
0: yeah do you November
4: have an was a dark time
0: do you have an official response to anyone that says you're not teaching because you don't have as many kids in, in person with all the hybrid stuff any any response to those people or to so Mitch McConnell
4: there's, when, when there's not enough teachers or or, or there the, the there's a particular percentage of students then they shut just the school down not the district they'll oh. shut the school down for the school to be hybrid they also even do it even in a more micro way where they'll just shut down the classroom and hmm. the teacher and the students are all quarantined um and still keep that school open that's happened in my school we had like three classrooms completely quarantined but we still had in-person kids for the other people who could be there
0: uh, so i assume they're going to stay the course with that moving forward in
4: 2021 the course with it um they did do this after thanksgiving and we're going to do it uh next week when, when we go back next week we go back virtual to to kind of the idea is to minimize spread because everyone's been at home sure. and and presumably you know intermingling so 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 the first week back next week is our virtual and then the following week unless there's some big huge outbreak or something everybody comes back again um and another thing that I'm very excited about is I did have families in the fall that I didn't know have their special ed students enrolled in the virtual school and it is not an effective wait for these kids to learn but i didn't help get a chance to help make that choice with them mm-hmm. i worked through this whole semester able to make the point to the families to encourage them to have their students come back so i'm having all of the ones that i had in the virtual school come back except for one and i'm really happy about that because it has been a struggle
0: oh yeah absolutely well, and it's who who is who oversees the virtual school thing? We talked about this when we did our episode not too long ago. But who oversees that again?
4: So one of our tech guys, who actually I know person professionally was looking to grow, ended up getting a position as the the the, the virtual school principal. So he carries on as a principal um, would in any other school, but he's doing everything virtually. And um, it's been he's doing a great job because I because I have kids in his school. um, I've been dealing dealing with him and the teachers and this whole virtual school that the district made up. And that's been very effective the best that it can. But as we know, it's not for every student and it's definitely Mm -hmm. not for a lot of the special ed kids.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Cindy, what's, what's your current situation? So we've, we've got a huge mix already for just the four people so far, five of you include me, I'm going to include myself. Uh, what's your 2021 situation?
5: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a mix of a little bit of everybody. It sounds like we, um, I teach in California. I teach at a K eight district in California and, uh, we went back, um, with all students around November 2nd. They staggered them in, they started with um, special populations first, then they went K2 and then three six, and then the junior high. So they were kind of staggered as we went through. Um, I chose to stay on the distance learning team. So we have two teachers per grade level, K through eight, who stay distance learning. And that's worked out really well for me. I do, I am required to teach from home. I mean, I'm sorry, I am required to teach from my classroom um, unless there's some sort of uh, emergency or whatnot. I was quarantined the last two weeks before Christmas break uh, because my brother came up positive with COVID and I had been around him. (laughs) So I was teaching from home. Uh, I prefer to teach in my classroom after all of this distance learning and everything. It just is much easier. I have everything there that I need, but I teach alone and I don't see a whole lot of people. Um, The hard thing with being back in person is um, we have a wait list of about 200 students whose parents want them back on distance learning just because of the numbers in our area. Sure. And that's the hard part. Cause they, we just don't have the staff to um, to open up more distance learning classrooms. And then the sub issue, I don't know if you guys have the same substitute issue that we do, but uh, the last month, I guess of, um, uh, of the year, uh, lots of admin were popping into classrooms. It was hard to get a hold of your administrator because they'd be in kindergarten and then they'd be in sixth grade and then they'd be at the junior high. And so um, it's it's been crazy. Um, I think the plan is to still go back on the 11th full bore like we've been doing and and see how it goes. We're the only school in our area though that has gone back full day, full classes, um, yeah, wow. it's been crazy. All the other schools around us are on some sort of hybrid model. Right. So,
0: And California is another hotspot too, which is the other disconcerting, it is. The disconcerting yeah. piece. Oh boy. Now, do you, does that mean like when you're there? So my sister left a school, she actually got a, a newer job <laughs> right before the pandemic. Uh, but the school that she was working at, her colleagues are, they have to go in there every day, but for lunch, they are forced to stay in their classrooms. <laughs> like a recluse. Uh, What's what do you guys have to do for lunch if you're if you are in your school for the day?
5: So originally, they were pretty lax about it. Um, I live in a pretty conservative area of California. So a lot of people in the area were not, um, you know, they weren't taking COVID too seriously. And um, everybody was, you know, sort of wearing their masks when they're supposed to and going to the staff room and having lunch. And Uh, it got a little lackadaisical and then more and more cases started popping up. And so um, our principal sort of laid down the law and said, you can only have, you know, this many people in the staff room. Um, You can have to sit at corners of the table. And, and by the end of the the year, a lot of uh, teachers had decided to just eat in their rooms (laughs) and to stay out of the staff room uh, completely. So um, it's, it's varied. Since we've gone back, it's varied uh the degree of what people are willing to sort of risk. Mm-hmm. Um so that we're I think we're getting better at kind of monitoring each other, but um for the most part it's been a little lax.
0: Sure. Absolutely. Well, that's that's California, I guess. <laughs> the, the two different <laughs> two different factions. Absolutely. Uh Melinda, what's your what's your twenty twenty one looking like? What are things uh gonna hopefully become or what are they planning to do?
6: Well, I live in Florida and we've been in person, um, since the beginning of the school year. Um, basically people in Florida don't care. And our governor has kind of led that COVID doesn't exist kind of thing, (laughs) but we, I'm teach fourth grade. So elementary, we do have one teacher in each grade level that is online. And so at the beginning of the school year, we had a it was about, I think 200 kids from my school that was online. Um, and they kind of set up like you couldn't, like you had to stay in for nine weeks. And then a couple weeks later, they're like, well, if you want to go in person, like your kid can go back in person. So we've kind of had a revolving door of kids since the beginning of the school year. And I had 12 kids in a class at one point in time, and I'm up to 16. Um, which we have an extra teacher in fourth grade. So we have the lowest numbers of the school. Most of other s- classrooms are 18, 19, 20 a class. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lot of elementary kids, even though we have little dividers for all the kids, it's a lot of kids in a classroom. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I wear my mask every day. Um, I got COVID this summer cause I was serving at a tourist restaurant. So uh, I just try to be like, that positive example in these kids life, like you should wear a mask. Y'all like, I'm not going to force you to, but I'm going to wear mine and I hope you wear yours. And some kids wear it every day and some kids don't. And it's really as much as I can do for them. Yeah. Um, But it's been, it's definitely been interesting um, to try to like encourage nine and 10 year olds to, you know, kind of stay away from each other. Like, yeah, we're all going to go outside and play, but you can only play with, know the kids in our class and you know like let's run let's kind of stay keep our distance not just hang out and sit on the ground and be close contact so that's kind of been the interesting thing of like let's kind of like stay away from each other y'all like run and like they want to like crowd around me too because i like sit in my chair and at recess and they like get all close to me and i'm like hi friends y'all go away (laughs) go play
0: I saw there's an elementary school on my block, uh, also in my district. And uh, granted, they are not like students. I don't think, I think it's just random like kids that are showing up there. And they were playing tag with like a stick, which I'm assuming was a, approximately six feet. Oh, but I just feel God. like that's a recipe for disaster until that becomes a javelin for these, these kids that just I'm, destroy did, each other.
6: I did buy like foam dodgeballs and I was like, oh, like, they're all touching them, but we're all outside. So. You know, we'll take what we get at this point. Sure. So, like, I had them play dodgeball, which was a good way to keep them away from each other.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could literally get them. You can get COVID, you know, the little things that poke out. You know what the COVID, the coronavirus actually <laughs> looks like? That could be the dodgeball they're throwing. <laughs>
6: yeah. That'd that would be really funny. <laughs> so, oh, my dog went to get in my room.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and that, um, that seems like a, a, actually a pretty decent segue because, um, we, we were showing, I was going through, I was looking for the comment hero, which reminds me of a buddy, Matt, that edited the last episode. Thank you, Matt. Also, sorry, Matt. He pointed out, I didn't do a comment hero last week because I was so busy and uh, researching while also doing the episode with video on Miguel Cardona. Uh, so I was looking for a, a comment hero and well, uh, well, we'll just, we'll segue into that. So I'm going to, I'm going to play the music and we'll get into it. Welcome to the comment hero of the week. When someone's being an ass in the comment section, but they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about What's going on is you failed fucking social studies or when you see someone call that person out, they are our Comment Hero of the Week. Yeah! Even though some heroes do call out those idiots, remember, don't call out a comment hero in the comment section. You can't fix them, and you can't fix stupid. Uh, side note to any listeners or or to my fellow guests right now, uh, if you do have a comment here that you notice, uh, you can send me a screenshot to at Classroom Brew on social media or ClassroomBrew at gmail.com, whatever's easiest. It helps to see what the article was. If you want to put the link in, that helps too. Uh, but just a screenshot of what the person said, and then we'll take it from there. You can even jump on and we can talk about it. So her comment here for this week, and I would be very interested to see what your guys' thoughts are. Normally, it's just me going on it, so it's not as interesting for me, but There was an article from December 31st, 2020, and this was like late at night. I didn't get it till New Year's Day, but it was uh, an article about a 23-year-old who has $11,000 in student loan debt, but claims that she can live comfortably on a $50,000 salary in New York. Now, me personally, I was like, oh, it's only $11,000? That must be so nice. But the comment hero, we have a few of them. one of them is a genuine com- uh, comment hero. This is someone that I was like, yes, I am with you because normally I, like, I was I typed out a thing, like a comment to be like, are you fucking kidding me? But then I deleted it. Uh, but Dana P wrote, so you've written an article about a privileged child who had to take out a small loan for one semester and consider that groundbreaking news. You guys are killing it over there at NBC. <laughs> leaving out, leaving a school out uh, with a $50,000 uh a year job, and she's making it work, really starting out 2020 with a hearty good laugh. And I thought that was amazing. Uh, There's also someone that stated, uh, if I only had $11,000 in student loan debt, I could comfortably live on the goddamn moon. That was Aaron B. So that was a pretty good one. Uh, And then there was somebody that mentioned that this is basically just bootstrap pornography, like pull yourself up by the bootstraps or whatever. Um, And you can imagine, obviously, there's some people that were like, oh, what a what a brave person and all that stuff. Now, not trying to minimize this person that is paying off her student loans. We don't know the full situation. Um, have you guys been, when you guys were trying to get your teaching degree, did you guys also have to get student, you can We can all unmute for this one. We can kind of open it up a little bit. Anyone else have student loans? I know I'm gonna be paying them to my 30s. Okay, I'm seeing some shakes, some hands. Ob- absolutely. Um, which reminds me in the last episode, I got an email from, my undergrad university, telling me all the things I can skip, all those conveniences in my life that I don't need, but I should donate to. And I, I responded. I responded to them because I was so pissed off by it. Um, but any, anybody have any thoughts on on this? I don't even know why NBC would post this. I don't get the, the point at all. I guess they're kind of the, not the comment here, but the post hero. Uh, being idiots but does anyone have any like thoughts on like the student loan debt crisis any concerns over so as much as I rag on Betsy DeVos she did extend the forbearance thing until the 31st so I guess that's something Uh, but anybody else have any personal because we're all in teaching any of their own like student loan related stuff
6: I'm about to say I've been paying mine off like crazy since it's been in 0% like I've put down mad money on it
0: (laughs) Yeah, Just, get, the principal it goes right to the principal right now.
6: Yeah, and I mean if they still are really doing that loan forgiveness that they've been like Joe Biden's been talking about, like I mean I'm below the 10,000 now, so
0: That sounds hoping. <laughs> <laughs> is that is he for sure going to do any sort of has anyone heard anything about that? I haven't heard an update. I know it wasn't part of the COVID relief more recently.
4: Thank well, you sure. know, that could be that could be the reason for releasing that article is to start to downplay the severity of how um, the student loan payments affect young people's lives. You know, because that's not a real big effect that what they're the, the, the example that they're giving. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, Ryan, I don't know, but I bet you probably have a 450 to 650 dollar a month payment for a loan. It's probably and that's really that's rough.
0: I, I wish it was 450 to 500 it's way more but i'm also okay. i'm also i'm playing melinda's thing i'm i'm really going for it yeah 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 absolutely i agree i think that's for sure what they're trying to do but it's weird because i i feel like nbc is not usually too i feel like they're relatively objective right am i wrong i mean it maybe it's because of chicago maybe they decided to you know tip the balance or something like that but i just i was so put off by it um did anyone and this kind of we talked about this right before we hit record Miguel Cardona, what did we all hear? Because I saw that he was only a principal, but what did what did we all hear about him? What was his, his past teaching or education experience?
1: He was, I an, heard elementary. That he was an elementary teacher.
0: Elementary? Yeah, yeah the
1: the youngest, youngest principal. Principal?
4: Assistant. principal, the youngest principal in, the, in the state, I think. He was a principal at 28.
0: Okay. Yeah. I think I saw something like that, yeah. So I guess I'm I'm close. Maybe I should shoot for that. And then I can wind up as ed secretary and then you guys can complain about me and start your own podcast. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Did, have, has anyone found, because I tried to do an episode where I was researching him like live. Anybody know enough about him? Like I know he wants to reopen schools. Um,
5: it's interesting because after you had sent me that original um, text message, I started looking at the um, California Teachers Association Facebook page and they were not really happy about his, about that choice. Mm -hmm. I guess they were pulling for someone else and mostly based on his um, wanting to return to school. That was, that was the big argument. That and that they didn't think he had spent enough time in the classroom.
0: Okay, sure. I mean, I guess if he's got a few minutes, he's, he's already had a Betsy, right? That's kind of a Step up already. Uh, I'm trying to find it. Did I send? I can't remember. This is in on Instagram and DMs. Let's see. Oh, you said okay. You said yeah. Admin at 28. You can tell I'm really up on my DMs right now. I'm, I'm definitely caught up. But um, yeah, I don't know enough about the guide to be honest. Um, I couldn't really find too much on like standardized testing. Uh, they didn't even mention if they would like offer a waiver for this year. But I know that later this month, actually, in January, I've got to proctor a PSAT. It's not even the actual one. We're going to be risking our lives for the practice one. So that's, that should be fun. Can't wait for that one.
3: I've Already done it.
0: The PSAT proctoring?
3: We did PSAT, and then we did STAR retakes, which is our standardized test in Texas. Okay. And they, they said, no virtual, all kids have to come on campus to take it.
0: <sighs> How did that work then? Actually, Was it like lunchrooms or...
3: So I know when we did the PSAT, I was in the band hall and we had like 60 kids in there.
0: 60 kids. That, there's no way that spaced out, was it?
3: Uh, I mean, I think we met bare minimum, but it was, you know, they filled up the gyms, they filled up the cafeteria, they filled up everywhere. It was not pleasant.
0: <sighs> Yikes. Has anyone heard, They they said for us, we might do like a pod system. So they might have some classrooms where it's just kids in there all day and then their other classrooms would become offices for teachers or whatever. Anyone had that recommendation for when we go fully in person? No, just my district stupid which I kind of knew. <laughs> I, I'm so glad. I feel like at a certain point I've got to open up to my admin and be like, so I have this podcast. I need you to skip about half the episodes and <laughs> just go from there. Uh, yeah, it's a mess. Um, so, Miguel Cardona, so we he's, as we were saying earlier, he's either the Least qualified or the most qualified has the most experience in everything or the least. On LinkedIn, I mean, I'm not sure how, I mean, it's his LinkedIn. It's his fault if it's not up to date, right? He's been the Connecticut Department of Ed for a year and six months. He was a principal for 10 years, a performance and evaluation specialist for two years, an assistant superintendent for four years, and then an adjunct professor in educational leadership, which is also what his doctorate and his master's – oh, sorry, master's in bilingual and bicultural education, and then he has a bachelor's in education. All from Connecticut. This guy is Connecticut hardcore. But I don't see any – not- Yeah, the article
6: I read uh, is, like, from NPR that – he was like the school he graduated from, like went to elementary and everything through, like he ended up going back to that district. Um, wow. And that was kind of his appeal is he went through the public school district or system. And like he, when he started kindergarten, he spoke Spanish. So that was kind of his like appeal of he's, he's one of us.
0: Kind sure. of. <laughs> Absolutely. Meanwhile, we can't get a uh, more than halftime ESL teacher approved in our district. We have to, we have to find a way to make it work somehow with like, you can, you can work two hours a day and we're like, what? But our kids need to learn English. And they're like, we don't care. Um, so rather than, and I still, I want to, and I'm going to encourage anyone that's listening, if you know more about Miguel Cardona, I'm sure we'll hear a lot during the confirmation hearings. And I can't wait. Um, I'm sure there'll be less stupid references like gri- grizzly bears and things like that, but I'm really excited for it. But um, I did want to ask, because I'm curious, we're all teaching even in spite of this pandemic, and granted, teaching beforehand, so we were kind of stuck, I guess. But um, I did a question a while ago that I answered myself, and then I asked maybe one person and I forgot about it. And it's been like a year. And the question is, what kind of student were you? And so for me, I was a very um, below the radar student, if you will. Like I wasn't really going to like raise any red flags. I wasn't going to really, I just wanted to get through. And if I almost like. like a professional referee, if the fans don't know you, you probably did a great job. So that was kind of my my thing. And I had a few teachers that I knew well, but uh, I guess we can go back to our, our little round robin. Uh, we'll just go in the same order. Uh, but Lish, what, what kind of student were you back when you were a student? And we can go like, let's go K through 12 student. So it might shift throughout that uh, K through 12 timeframe.
1: Um, I barely talked, which is complete 180 from... Who i am now but i was very shy and it i think it was because my brother is two years older than me and we had a lot of the same teachers and he was just obnoxious so i was like i don't want to like push any of the teachers buttons anymore you had to and write the ship
0: <laughs> you had to fix the family name
1: yep um but i i was also just scared like to get in trouble i was very like a goody two shoes which now I'll just call anybody out. I mean, college really helped me out there.
0: <laughs> That'll definitely do it. Absolutely, Sabrina. How about you? What what kind of student were you when you were? We're talking K through twelve that time frame.
2: Um, I started out as like this mouthy, rebellious kindergartner. Um, part of it was my parents are both hippies, like total on board, like. I I don't know. It was normal for me growing up, but we never um, we weren't a part of like a mainstream religion. And my parents were really big on we're not celebrating a holiday just because it's red on a calendar. You're not giving somebody a gift just because, you know, some because the man says you should do so. And my dad taught us all. um, He was, you know, a kid, a kid, a teenager during Vietnam. So he wasn't anti-American, but he was very much like if you want to say the Pledge of Allegiance, you need to know what that means. And at five years of age, you're not old enough to know what allegiance is, let alone to give it to anybody. And so my first day of kindergarten, I was pumped because I'm the fifth of seven also, and my siblings all loved, loved, loved school, but I wasn't going to say the pledge. And my kindergarten teacher was a first-year teacher, and he was not going to be told what's going to happen in her classroom. So I'm like quoting a Supreme Court uh, case that was fought and won after World War II that you can't. You know, you cannot make that a requirement. And I got sent to the office on my first day of school, and I let the teacher know that she was a bitch and that I wanted to call my dad. So (laughs) that's on day one of kindergarten started out. But like as I grew, I just like by the time I got to high school, I was a straight A kid and just kind of like I was comfortable with myself, but also like had no desire to make waves or anything like that maybe that reputation just kind of followed me that i was just like not putting up with much from anybody but yeah um kind of the reverse of my siblings who were good and then like rebelled in (laughs) high school i got it out at five and six years old but that was me as a kid
0: i just i just love picturing a first-year teacher being like and maybe it was it day one this happened like the first day of school day one
2: she held my hand on my heart and was like repeat after me and i was like you will not tell me what to do (laughs)
0: And she probably called the office. She's like, she's using big words. I don't, I don't even understand. I didn't, they didn't tell me this in in teacher prep programs. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. It was
2: like 1985, 86, something like that. So yeah, I don't know.
0: That's amazing. (laughs) James, what what kind of student were you uh, when in the the K through 12 setting?
3: So I, I think my parents are the exact opposite of Sabrina's. Um, my parents uh i grew up with my mom and she's very very religious uh grew up in conservative mississippi um and we had my my graduating class was like 30 kids so one of those small little you know religious schools that i did not want to go to and uh like the teachers weren't licensed to be educators or anything um they
0: still don't require that in mississippi do they it's like, oh, Mississippi, <laughs> barely,
3: <laughs> um, barely, and by so K through six, I went to like a very diverse school, and I, I learned a lot. And then they moved me out to the country, uh, very conservative, religious, and the teachers. Um, I love my teachers for the most part, but you know they weren't the most intellectual. And I would just like seventh grade starting through my senior year, I would just do things to get on their nerves. And it's like this is what you don't do and being a kid i would be like you tell me not to push the red button i'm gonna push the red button and so like i just tried to get on their last nerve pretty much my entire high school career um but i was sneaky about it and a lot of times i didn't get caught doing it (laughs) um but you know i'm i'm in texas now so it's not really much better but we're (laughs) um you know, that, that's pretty much how it was. Um, I'm glad to kind of be out of that atmosphere. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, and the key, like you said, is to not get caught. Like, I once yeah, yeah. I once pretended that I was on the security crossing duty where they would let fifth graders, <laughs> the big kids, help the younger kids in elementary school cross the street. You have to get out of school early, an hour early. And I would only no. help one group cross. And it was when I was also crossing the street to go home <laughs> early. And I faked it so well for an entire year that when it was time for the yearbook, they were like, all right, uh send ryan down for the crossing <laughs> duty thing and i was like I-, I think i helped maybe six kids all year but okay i'll show up we fully made it We fully made it uh leo what uh, what kind of for k through 12 what kind of student were you back in that day
4: well for me it was way back in the day because i can tell i'm way older than everybody here and i don't have student debt
0: i'm 65 years old leo i'm 65.
4: <laughs> um. You know, i love like everybody's background from this small group is so diverse it's really actually very interesting i really love it um so i had a i grew up going always going to catholic school in chicago in the 70s and 80s the typical you know that beat. It's it's you know it's rote memory and they beat it into us and so i was the type of student who knew to always you know, like you, write, I was like just under the radar, make sure I was doing what I was supposed to, to keep myself from getting in trouble and maybe getting slapped in the face <laughs> or, or whatever could happen to us. Um I, just, I had a very different school experience that I think that doesn't really exist anymore, including going to all boys high school. Hmm. So, um, but I got a good education and I did learn to, under the radar and kind of just play by the rules because um we would get in a lot of trouble if we didn't follow what was what was what was expected of us
0: oh yeah did that affect like so if you were very much play by the rules when you were a student does that define you like as a teacher now or is it very much the opposite or
4: well, i would say like yes i am like that still at school but if you knew me outside of school whether outside of high school or outside of my school now i am not like that (laughs) and so i have to say and i was talking about this with some friends because we were talking about you know the teenagers that we know now and we were saying like you know we just knew to sort of like make sure you gave the impression like you were following the rules you were doing what everybody expected to and then when everybody wasn't around which back when i was growing up is a little bit easier to kind of be more under the radar we did what we wanted and we we had a good time we partied it up
0: there you go (laughs) that sounds Pretty much like what i was what i was going for as a kid absolutely
4: yeah.
0: uh cindy what was your your k through 12 persona what were you like as a student what kind of student were you
5: so leo i don't want you to feel alone i'm i'm right there with you i've been teaching for 21 years <laughs> so yeah you guys are all babies um I uh, went to school when you were expected to behave a certain way, and if you didn't, your parents would uh, definitely—or at least my parents—would come down on me. So I was a lot like Lish um, when I was in school. I was very, very quiet. I did as well as I possibly could, uh, as well as I possibly could, up until um, I got to college, and then I went a little bit crazy because I was, you know, so on the straight and narrow when I was in school. Um, so, but yeah, I lived uh, pretty much in fear of my parents. If I got in trouble at school, I wasn't afraid of the teachers. I was afraid of what was going to happen once I got home. <laughs> I and like, it's not really like that anymore, unfortunately. <laughs>
0: I feel like we got to find a happy medium at this point in 2021. In yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm sure that'll happen, right?
5: <laughs> yeah, but I'm a I'm a rule follower in general, just um, based on that upbringing. So.
0: Melinda, how about you? K through 12, what was your what was your persona like?
6: Um, I was definitely like that girl that just talked all the time. I mean, I'm still that way. So, I mean, it's not unheard of now, but I was a people pleaser. I mean, I still am a people pleaser. Like you asked me to do something and I'm going to do everything in my power to do it. Like, I mean, whether, and even during school, like I was the girl that was like, can I help you? Can I pass out something? So like that was me uh, all through like elementary, middle school, high school. And then like, you know, middle school and high school and they start to have theme days where you dress up. Like I lived for that stuff <laughs> and I still live for it. Like if y'all follow me on Instagram, like I have the wildest outfits that I just wear to school. Like if there's a theme day, I'm dressing up for it.
0: <laughs> you also had a great uh, PPE uh, teacher school yearbook photo, uh, which was fantastic.
6: My mom works at a, a medical clinic. Like she works in the accounting office, like not actually... <laughs> Not actually a nurse, but she was like, Yeah, I'll get you a gown and some masks and stuff. I was like, Cool, thanks.
0: <laughs> and I'll tell you what, if somehow the kids don't remember that, oh yeah, 2020 was the year or 2020 to 2021 was the pandemic year, when they look at your staff photo, that's that's their key.
6: Every time I'm in a weird co- like a weird outfit, I, I have one kid um, like as a coworker son, and he goes, I'm not in your class today. And he tries to turn around. I'm like, no, nope, come on back in, dude. <laughs>
0: Never fails. And on an unrelated note, you're, you're people pleasing. I got an episode for the podcast. I got to edit. You want to help me out with that, Melan? No, I'm just kidding.
6: <laughs> gotcha. I'm really bad at it, but I'll do my best.
0: <laughs> so I think, I think one thing, um, which by the way, I, I feel like I should be really proud of myself for still, even though I had a new year's hangover, I am still drink. Maybe that was kind of helping the hangover. I'm drinking for this episode, the first in 2021, because I didn't want to start on a bad note. Um, and that made me think. You know what? It it is winter break, and you got to do what you need to do. And I feel like everyone preaches about self care at like different professional developments and things like that. And they're also like, oh, and by the way, here's this like eight page Excel document we got. Have you fill out by Monday? And you're like, great. I'm just gonna go kill myself with that. Um, but what are what are some of your guys when it's um, winter break or just during the day? What are some of your like top self care tips or your your go tos? For me, it's usually going to the gym. Um, I'm a lot like Sebastian Maniscalco, where I get really expressive when I get angry. Uh, And Katie pointed out, uh, I was at my parents' house, and I was angry about the thermostat on Christmas Eve night, because it was like, I set it to like 73, and it was 68 in the house, and I was like, why isn't it doing what it's supposed to do? And she was like, that was very Sebastian. I need you to take it down like six notches. (laughs) So that's where we were at, but uh your your self-care go-to's during the year during break uh and i guess we'll just go with that same order so we'll we'll start with lish
1: um i've been trying to set boundaries because i've been working from home so it's like oh i have my computer and all of my things all of the time so i might as well catch up because everything is closed down really here like you can't go to restaurants or anything so it's like i'll just do all of the school things but um, over winter break, I've been spending an obscene amount of time on TikTok. Um,
0: <laughs> do you have a teacher TikTok? I do not. Okay, good. I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> <I do not. laughs> um, I've been like baking and then just like giving it away because I don't need it. It's just fun, just something to do. Um, I never thought I'd say I'm sick of TV, but I am. So no fucking sake of TV and Netflix and all that. So I bought a random book about Hercules Mulligan because I'm obsessed with Hamilton. I was like, I don't know about him. So let's read about it. And it is such a dense book, like going through his genealogy. I was like, this is not what I signed up for. This is not self care. This is too much. (laughs) So just trying to like read for fun instead of all of the stuff they have us reading for PLCs and um, our Friday PDs, since we have half day Fridays, all
0: that. Yeah, and this is more of like a, a sidebar. Has anyone ever gotten anything useful out of a PLC? Like, honestly, didn't think so. <laughs> That's just me.
4: Well, you know, what? I have like this is going to sound so funny, but they we had a PLC and there was a workshop about talking to about having students who identify differently. Um, with the with their gender and and how to address that whole issue and we had someone from the University of Wisconsin at Oshkosh come and talk to us and I'm gay (laughs) and and I thought I'm gonna go there and I'll be like you know thinking like I'd be like the expert about what they're talking about and I wasn't and just because I'm an elementary school teacher and because I'm gay like I'm just regular gay. <laughs> you know, I like um I'm not and I identify as a man. I ended up learning like so much about how younger people identify themselves either with gender or sexually that um helped clear things up for me personally being mm-hmm. a gay man and always being associated with other um parts of the um of sexuality like for instance you know like i'm sort of was always expected to like drag or want to do drag and it's like there's something i don't do and i don't identify as a woman i identify as a man and 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 I know growing up because I'm I'm in my mid fifties, um, it was always fighting all these other images that were it, were put on me because I was gay. And now there's all these names for all of them, and they're all identified. And everybody's really kind of like piecing it all out with you know how they want to be referred to. And it like was really kind of enlightening for me. So yeah, <laughs> it was the only one ever. The and only the only, only PLC that
0: was there. useful. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're going to have to send me info on that because we need... They've they've tried some of that in our district, but then we also still have like gender bender day during like spirit week. And we're like, "Mm, maybe not the best choice, but that's encouraging at least to hear that there's there's something out there.
4: Yeah, they had someone come from the university and actually I'm going to share something with you that's like a spectrum of how to um, tease out all the different ways that people identify themselves sexually. Yeah,
0: no, please do. Please do. And what's interesting too is when I... When we addressed the gender bender day, the two people that were like, they had a problem with it, uh, were both two straight white males that were like, maybe we should think about this. So we, our, our tact was kind of, we had to be really careful about it. But we're like, why are we the only people that see a problem with this? But well, that's a whole, that's a whole separate thing. You can, that's probably on a bonus episode somewhere where I just ranted for, for at, least, at least an hour, but... Uh, Sabrina, how about you? Any any PL or not PLCs? Uh, self care tips. We we could talk about PLCs, but <laughs> that's not self care if you ask me. Yeah, sometimes for sure. it is. Um,
2: I don't know. Like, I'm just I'm such a nerd. Um, I live in the country, and so in the summer I spend as much time as I can outside. Um, my neighbor just likes to shoot anything that moves, so I've made it my goal to like any wild animals on his side of the fence to like lure to my side of the fence. So this summer I proudly was able to get a family of foxes over and made them like my non-official pets. And then of course they go into hibernation, but um, my winter self-care again, total nerd alert um, as a language teacher, foreign language teacher, I love linguistics. So it's actually, it goes along with what Leo was saying. Um, I spent a lot of time, French doesn't have non-binary pronouns because everything is gender-based. And as a person who is a woman and identifies as a woman, it like doesn't, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't, I don't know what it's like to be in that situation. So in in our school, very small, very rural, very, very conservative, like that doesn't come up, but I know it's, it's real. So like, you know, how can I? How can I address that in the classroom and make my students that I do have a few every now and again? So just reading about stuff like that, like I find it fascinating. Language, the evolution of language, um, and then gender as a grammar versus social gender, like that's that was my self-care for the last two weeks, which probably doesn't sound like self-care to a lot of people, <laughs> but just that learning for the sake of learning, not because you know, I'm given a bunch of stuff to read and told that I have to. So that's my my thing
0: yeah no i identify with that 100 that's that's more intellectual than my self-care but i i can definitely appreciate that that's i think that's admirable especially if you're, you're thinking about the environment whether it's in person or, or online for for your or hybrid for your kids i think that's that's awesome
1: yeah thanks
0: james how about you what's what's your main your self-care whether it's during the week or it's during a break or a weekend whatever it may be
3: so I'll say that my my main form of self-care, like when quarantine started, was eating a lot. Um, I think I gained probably like 30 pounds from March to July. <laughs> and uh, from then, uh, I actually have taken up cooking for myself. So I, I cook almost every single day. I try to get out of the house for at least an hour or two, go on walks just to be outside to get some fresh air. And uh, yeah, I'm walking a lot, uh, cooking a lot a lot of YouTube and podcasts and <laughs> all that good stuff.
0: Yeah, right on. Now, are you are you going to be starting your own podcast soon or is the microphone for teaching?
3: So I, I we actually did, uh, I got this for free, actually. Nice. Um, we had like a reward system at my last school and teachers could participate in it as well. And you could cash out your points for like gift cards. Hmm. And I, I ended up getting like $700 in, you know, um, Office Depot gift card. So I just bought it from Office Depot. It's nice. mine like Mine as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know they had it. That's incredible. I will yeah. admit something. I think the walking thing, yours is more like focus on the walking. I am walking now because I will admit in 2020, I re-downloaded Pokemon Go 100%. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been great. I got to tell you, I yeah. know exactly how much I've walked now. Yeah. Great so
3: I can't gyms are kind of sketchy down here right now. And mm. I had a gym injury, so I haven't I'm still not able to actually go and lift anything. So uh, just for me to get out and I try to get like ten thousand steps a day just to get my heart up and stuff like that.
0: Check my steps right now. <laughs> I am not even at two thousand. That's that's my kind of day we're having right now.
3: I'm at twelve thousand
0: right oh I'm gonna have to join in the competition, <laughs> get up on James's level. <laughs> Leo, what's what's your your self care? Whether it's during the week, weekend, or during winter break. Oh, I think we lost Leo for a sec. Well, we can jump back. I think he's got a maybe he's having Wi Fi stuff. Cindy, what's what's your your self care looking like?
5: So I've been we're off three weeks for Christmas break. Um, I've been trying to get back to the walking, same thing because. Uh, once we were on quarantine, just felt myself grazing all the time. So I'm at 7,300 steps for today. Nice. <laughs> Not at my 10,000, but I am almost there. Um, my fiance is a firefighter. And so this year in California, if you know, um, was very busy firefighting wise. So um, he's been on vacation for two weeks. So we've been spending a lot of time together because I didn't see him for uh, quite a while during fire season.
0: Yeah. which is
5: So I do a little bit of that.
0: That's scary that it's just yeah, it's fire season like that's like a Moira Rose quote where they're like what's your favorite season she goes award season and for California it's fire season that's fire terrifying season. Yeah. where the leaves just burn because they exist that's
5: right terrifying right. yeah I'm, I'm supposed to be reading for school where where uh, our staff has been charged with reading a book over the break but I haven't cracked that open yet
0: the so. audacity of the district is it at least a good book
5: um i started reading it the first couple of chapters it's a little heavy it's i don't know if you've heard of it it's called um help for billy and so um we're working really hard on our pbis and sel and all that other good stuff so um it's it's just heavy and so i haven't i haven't opened it yet
0: Well, I mean, they if they called it winter break for teachers, oh, wait, they do call it that. Well, you know, that's, that's a whole <laughs> other issue. So, Leo, what's what's your, your self-care uh, routine, if it's during the weekend, weeknight, or or during a break?
4: Uh, for sure, it, it, all the time it's uh, going to the gym, and it's really important. helps me with my stress level and just feeling healthy and focused, especially being in special ed. I just have to have a place to go release. All that stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm fortunate enough to also live in the country. I live on 60 acres. And so I'm outside a lot. This part of Wisconsin, we have a lot of snow. So I've been able to skate and cross country ski and snowshoe. And so, as much as I can, even though the winter gets pretty heavy here, I I notice that getting outside as much as I can helps a lot.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So when, and when you say skate too, we're talking like, you've got like frozen over ponds that you can literally just like, yeah, I'm going to skate today.
4: Yes, that's, yeah. Did it It's, oh, it's Christmas Day, um, You No, know, the conditions have to be just right. And then it needs to be maintained. And so it's like another thing to do uh, to kind of stay in shape is to maintain it. Um, but yeah, skating on the pond, it, it's just, it's awesome.
0: Yeah. That sounds like it. So you you got yeah, photography, absolutely. you've got all these different hobbies, you got the land to take care of, just, doing everything that I need to start doing and strive to do
4: (laughs) just pictures were just shots here you know like with my phone on the farm
0: even still I was like this is art this is straight up art right here those are cool uh Melinda what's what's your self-care your self-care routine
6: um I'm an antsy person and so I go on walks a lot or run last year I did a half marathon and this year I've decided I think I'm just gonna walk more not actually do that running thing again, uh, but like I'm at eleven thousand steps for today. Like after, <laughs> I was like, let um, me look.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm way below now. I'm realizing how lazy I am today. That's insane. I'm starting the year out right.
6: Now, but I, my Apple Watch already started off with this. Oh, if you can close all three rings for the next seven days, you get an award. So I'm gonna be living on that. It
0: better be a new <laughs> iPhone. Something.
6: But yeah, I just I gotta move, whether it's just walking or running, or I like to be outside. It's starting to get good weather to go hiking again. Like it's good to hike in the winter in Florida because it's not hot, um, but it's also not very cold.
0: <laughs> right, right, right.
6: But now, do you have to to look nice?
0: when you're when you're out there doing self-care stuff has anyone ever run into like a student when you're like i need to get away from work for a little bit has anyone ever had like an encounter or anything like that sabrina okay some sh- some head shakes okay what do you do i've had
6: kids when i'm running go hey hey you're a teacher and i'm just like yep oh, yes i am
0: <laughs> that sounds aw- that's like but that sounds really bad I, I had a middle school teacher that said straight up i think her name was miss curry or something i don't know that, that's such a generic name it's fine uh, she literally said on like orientation day, like the first day of middle school, you go like, it's your first time going to like different classes and stuff like that. She goes, if I see you in public, that's my time. Don't come up to me. Don't have your parent ask me about a grade. You don't exist. And then I watched the hangover with Bradley Cooper. And I was like, Oh, she inspired a movie. Great. We don't exist. <laughs> but I feel like I, uh, so I live on the North side now, so I don't really have any, I, I work on the South side, so I don't really get that too much, but, that would be interesting to have your run
6: interrupted. The benefit of the pandemic, like wearing masks all the time. Like if I'm not at work, my hair is in a bun and I got a mask on and like no one knows who I am.
0: <laughs> added Boss. level. Yeah. Some added anonymity is kind of nice there. Yeah. Any other, any other self-care or just personal time encounters with students where you're like, oh boy, here we go.
5: So, so I'm fully distance learning with, uh, with my class and I have never met them in person. And so right before Christmas break, I was doing a drop off at their, um, at their houses of little, you know, books and things like that for them to do or oh, Christmas break. Nice. And I, I, uh, I rode up uh, to this apartment complex and there's a little boy in a little Pikachu pajamas out in the parking lot. And I'm thinking, Oh, cause I had informed the parents that I was coming and I thought, Oh, he's waiting in the parking lot to wait for me to come. And so I drove up and I handed him his little bag and, Um, He looked at me and he goes, who are you? (laughs) Because they don't see you in person. You know, they see you on a computer screen. So one of my friends said, well, you should just carry around a frame with you so that they know, like, hi, it's me.
0: (laughs) For me, it's like I should just walk around, like paint on some dark circles. I have like a couple aides that are like, you look so tired. I'm like, I don't know if you mean it to be an insult, but it's coming out like an insult. But yeah, the frame definitely helps. I remember, too, uh, I think, Leo, when when we did our episode, you were like, oh, I almost didn't recognize you without the headphones on. And it wasn't until I put them on that you were like, there's the Ryan we know. (laughs) So that sounds about right. And actually, Cindy, I just realized, too, you were uh, a Lazy Teacher podcast fan, right, when Brian Pulowski was doing that?
5: Yeah. I'm Mm. so sad that he's not doing that anymore.
0: He's just so lazy and overrated. That's why he stopped. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, he's doing, uh, I just talked to him the other day, he's doing just voiceover stuff now. He he did that distracted podcast for a little bit, and then he was like, you know what, it's just not for me right now, not for me. But, you know, we'll have him on at some point again.
5: I've got you, and I've got a couple of others that I follow uh, religiously, you know, always looking for a good podcast.
0: Right, absolutely. Well, um, for, uh, that was, for the most part of this, I was keeping it pretty open. Uh, I'm going to cut this part out right now, obviously. Is there anything else anyone wanted to cover or anything like that or uh, a topic they're interested in? It's okay. If not, I just wanted to check. I didn't want to just monopolize the time. Sweet. That's my teacher wait time. <laughs> my digital teacher wait time. Uh, but everyone, I think I think we did such a good job with uh, handling doing, a, a, I guess, sort of a round table, a round screen, if you will. Um, but it, it was... This is the first time I've had this many people where I'm facilitating it, but thank you guys for for being willing to jump on. And the scheduling thing went so much easier than I ever anticipated. Uh, the the fact that you guys are, are supporting the podcast and listening and, and willing to jump on, it, it's overwhelmingly, it makes me feel exceptionally good. I don't even know how to put it into words uh, how much your guys' support means. So thank you so much for, for jumping on and supporting. Uh, hopefully we'll get, uh, Katie was saying we should do uh, bottle openers so that we have like a whole a whole kit um which i'm excited for i'm, I'm down for that uh, especially because this one sucks you guys have probably see me on a video podcast struggle for like eight minutes with this shitty bottle opener <laughs> so we'll try to do one of those but um i just wanted to, to thank you guys uh for everyone that's listening uh our patreon people are what make the show run like truly it i think at a certain point me personally i was kind of feeling a little bit like not down about it but my energy was kind of dropping i think you could probably tell at a certain point uh but knowing that there are people out there that are actually listening and uh want to support and want to jump on an episode that's what energizes me so that uh that support truly does mean the world to me but um thank you guys so much uh if you want you can unmute if you want to jump in on anything or, or say anything but uh this was our first episode of classroom brew in 2021 uh and I don't know what's going to happen this year, but I'm hoping that we can get more people uh, hopefully in the studio at some point or or doing it remote. Uh, but thank you guys for for jumping in. Uh, what was everyone drinking, by the way? I was drinking like a generic version of Corona.
2: I drank water. Nice.
0: Water, Coke, <laughs> something in a, a- Gin and tonic. A, gin and tonic. <laughs> nice. I'll, I'll
1: drink it, I promise. Cucumber <laughs> sour.
0: Oh, oh interesting. I haven't heard of that before
4: voodoo, voodoo ranger imperial ipa nice i
0: say leo's always got the he's got the the nice beers that sound really good
4: <laughs> i'm in the land of beer <laughs> for sure
0: well thank you guys so, so much
5: so ryan can i say one last thing oh please do i just wanted to say i wanted to say thanks also um like i mentioned i've been teaching for 21 years so when i started teaching there were no you know, education podcasts. There was no teacher pay teachers. There was, you know, none of this stuff. So, um, your, your platform and having all of that is super energizing to somebody who's been doing this for a long time because it gives sort of a renewed energy in the profession. So, um, keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate it a lot.
0: Thank you. That means that means a lot. Thank you so much. Well, I, I appreciate you all. Um, hopefully, I mean, some of us are going back on this upcoming Monday. Some of us have a little bit more time, so cherish whatever you do have. Uh, but thank you guys so much again for for being on. And then uh, hopefully I'll, I'll just circle back and get some of you guys on here for your own solo episodes at some point. But uh, but thanks for for jumping on. And for everyone that's listening, let's see if we can pull this off. Can we pull off a class dismissed with everyone's unmuted mic at once?
4: Class dismissed. That's
0: pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs>